Hello, everyone, and welcome to the DC Beer Show. I am your host, Mike Stein, and with me, as always, is the very talented Brandy Holder. <laughs> not, a, not always, and B, not always talented. Apparently, this is the Mike and Brandy show at the last two episodes. <laughs> you are darn I'm calling straight. out Jake, dude. I'm calling out <laughs> Jacob. I love you, Jake, man. Where are you? He's on vacation. He deserves it. He deserves Jake it. Jake Berg, you work hard. We're letting you take these two shows off. But I will have everyone know, he is at an undisclosed location in Delaware. He says somewhere between Dogfish Head and Dewey Beer Co. But you bastard, put us in your suitcases next time. Yeah, take me with you. Please. Let's go. I need some beach time. I need some quality beach time, Jacob. Anywho, welcome to the DC Beer Show. We've got a great show planned out for you. But before we get to that, Brandy, what are you drinking? Well, I'm double fisting, as usual. <laughs> um, I actually just came from Jackie Lee's, um, which is a really swell little dive, local dive bar in my neighborhood. And I had a Hellbender Kolsch there. But I'm actively drinking... Adroit Theory, still on my grind, a Mexican lager, which is right up your alley, Mr. Stein. You're speaking my love language. your language. Small lagers, bring them on. And speaking of lagers, I also have an other half rice lager called Poetry Snaps. So this is, I guess we're doing a series of snaps because of the lime snaps previously, which you were a fan of, right? I had lime snaps a few, three or four shows ago. Wonderful stuff. And then, yeah, so this is a rice lager. It's really good. It's very, very clean. Like, comparing the two, look. Oh, this is the yeah. Mexican lager. This is the rice lager. Like, look at that. Oh, super oh my God. clear. It's very, yeah, it's very fun. Speaking of other half, it, the news is officially out, so I can say it. Odessa. Miss Odessa, the amazing, I grovel at her, her oh, my knees at her feet. Odessa is leaving other half. She's going on a cross-country motorcycle trip. So cheers to Odessa. Shout out to Odessa. to Odessa. Yeah. Thank you for all the work yeah. you put in. We love drinking Hell beer. Yeah. You made our scene a more vibrant, wonderful place. Godspeed. Stay safe out there on the road. We know you, you are a master cyclist, so we hope the road is as good to you as you have been to the DC beer scene. Well, I wish I had some other half lager. I am drinking Joyhound Beer Company. It's Ooh. actually a really tasty India Pale Ale. I'm drinking what you and Jake Berg might have. I never drink IPA, but this beer is called Oba, and I love the reference to Oba. It's a wonderful, it's a beautiful. It's, it's a Benin-themed can, and so it says Oba is the title of the kings and emperors of Benin City, a city well known for its bronzes. Richly detailed cast metal artwork. We named this IPA Oba to celebrate the history of this kingdom and its art. So I love the theme of having a Benin City, you know, from Benin City to Charm City, Baltimore. This one from Joyhound Brewing Company. And I just love that Joyhound is is cranking out these quality beers. You know, they're just a brand. They don't have a brick-and-mortar brewery. But we're about to get into an interview with someone who didn't have a brick-and-mortar and then opened one. So we hope that these young black-owned breweries, Joyhound, Sankofa, Solmega, that they someday get to open a brick-and-mortar if they want to. If that's on the agenda for them, then we hope so. But we're going to cut now to our interview with Nick Fertig. Nick Fertig is the owner of Full Tilt Brewing, 
And as he mentions, you'll hear in the interview, they started out as a brand making beer with Peabody Heights, and now they have their own space. And we wish every contract brewer who wants to open their own space gets a chance to. What a, what a wonderful world that would be. So here we go now live to our interview with Nick Fertig. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to the DC Beer Podcast. This is Mike Stein, and I'm talking now with Nick Fertig from Full Tilt Brewing out of Maryland. Nick, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks a lot, guys. I appreciate you having us. Cheers. Absolutely. And joining us on this interview is Brandy Holder, as always. Brandy, thanks for joining us. Uh, you're welcome. <laughs> hey, everybody. <laughs> so before we get started here, Nick, what are you drinking? What's in the glass? I had already started with our light beer selection right now that we have right now. So Royale Cheese, a little Pulp Fiction reference there including, uh, maybe I'll touch on this a little later, we have a whole comic book series where we pull characters out of the comic book and do these little offshoots from time to time. But I cracked this first to have a kind of a palate cleanser between the other beers I'll be drinking tonight. The first other beer I have is this Dan's Jam Straw Nana Kiwi, one of the selections from our Sour series from a couple months back with strawberry, banana, and kiwi. Yeah. It seems to be the summer of fruited sours. We love sour beers here at DC Beer. So, Nick, tell us a little bit about Full Tilt for any listeners who might not know. Tell us where you are and tell us your role with Full Tilt. I appreciate the opportunity. Again, my name's Nick. I'm one of the two owners of Full Tilt. The other owner is my cousin, Dan. He's my first cousin. We've pretty much the same exact age. We've been hanging out our whole lives. After high school, I went to the Navy. He went to college at Towson, right up the street from where our brewery is now. Fast forward, we're both done with those things. I come back home to Maryland. And we try the eBay brew kit thing, and it scaled up into, we built our own machine. But, you know, it, it kind of, for us, we never really had aspirations of starting our own brewery. We didn't have any money. We didn't come for money. We had no professional brewing experience. It wasn't until Steve Demchek of Raven Beer was starting his own contract facility, and he was looking for another brewer to come use his facility. Essentially, they have all the equipment. They employ the staff. We would just need to bring our brand our recipe and our packaging materials, and they would brew it for us, would get us out into the market. So we figured this was our opportunity. That was back in 2012. So in December of 2012, we had our first release party at a bar in Baltimore. So Dan and I, since then, have been working our full-time jobs. It's not a whole lot of money in contract brewing on that small of a scale. It's just enough to make the next batch. And But we knew that. We knew that it was just going to get us into the industry get our name out there a little bit and try to figure out the ins and outs of the industry while we're looking for our own location. And then fast forward to 2018, December of 2018, we finally opened our own spot in Baltimore on York Road, about 10 minutes south of Towson. So since then, you know, we've been open brewing our own beer out of our own place. We're not brewing a Peabody anymore. So that's, that's kind of where we are now in a nutshell. We think it's a pretty cool tap room. You know, we have been drinking a long time, going to a lot of different bars, a lot of different breweries. So we kind of took a lot of different elements from the places that we like to go to and put it in our tap room. We have 12 or 14 different TVs. I lost track. We have our own in-house PA system. So we have live music every Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Slushy machine, you know, 206 seating capacity. So we, we do a lot of private events. Pre-COVID, we had a lot of arcade games. We had about 15 arcade games. We've gotten rid of those, but we're starting to get those back. And uh, yeah, it's, just a, it's a really cool, unique location, I think. Tell me a little bit about some of the live music that you have taking place. I know that some breweries have been 
slow to get live music back or have had an issue getting artists to come, but it sounds like you've got a robust music program. Can you tell me a little bit about that? For sure. Um, it was big for us before COVID. And actually now we have more live music than we did. We added Thursdays and, and we started that pretty much right away. We actually tried to do an online streaming concert series during COVID. It never really took off, but as soon as we could start opening the doors back up, you know, there's a lot of really, really good local music talent in Baltimore. And a lot of, like you said, a lot of bars and restaurants hadn't brought music back yet. So there was a lot of good talent out there that we started just getting back in as soon as we could. Another thing that we we did right before COVID was we worked with a band called All Time Low, and we did a collaboration and concert with them. The goal was to turn that into maybe a once a quarter or once a month series of these nationwide or worldwide touring bands and do these collaborations with them. Well, Nick, that sounds really exciting. In terms of collaborations, our good friend, our editor, Jacob Berg, wanted to ask about the beer that was done with Enosaurus, the collaboration you've done. Can you tell us a little bit about that and some of the other collabs that you've done that were super exciting or collaborative beers that are coming down the pipeline? Yeah, so Eno Saris, and uh, it was mostly through Dan. Dan, out of the two of us, he's the, he's a guy that's more in tune with, with sports, Major League and NFL and all that. And he's been in touch with Eno for uh, forever now at this point, a few years. And I mean, I, I can't even remember why we got in touch with him the first time, but he's a great dude, loves craft beer, loves sports. It was back in, I believe it was 2019. He was the guy that really put it out there that there's something going on with pitchers. You know, he was studying the spin rates and noticed this dramatic increase in spin rates across the board. And it was, it was like, that just that can't just happen. There's something else there. And then, you know, fast forward to this year when baseball was kind of getting back to normal in terms of, you know, games being played. And it's popping up everywhere. People are getting trouble left and right for it. And we decided to have some fun with it. It's going to be a West Coast, super dank, super sticky, way over hopped. Just making fun that the label is a person holding a, a hot baseball, just dripping with the resin. If you look on the one side, Eno's there with this little screenshot from when he broke the news way back when. And then on the other side is a spider kind of crawling down the thing because the product they use is a spider stick or whatever it is. But yeah, we're just kind of having fun with it. We've got a lot of requests for interviews and stuff. We're a Baltimore distribution kind of brewery. So it's, it's really not going to go nationwide. I believe Eno's going to come out for the release of it and we're going to have some fun with it. It should be out within the next couple of weeks. Actually, by the time we put this podcast out, it, it will probably be out. Yeah, well, it's exciting to see what's coming down the pike uh, in August and September. We know that you've done a lot of work now with some sours, some uh, fruited sours and sour beers featuring fruit. What can the market, you know, the Baltimore market and those of us in D.C. who love coming to Baltimore to try the local wares, what can we expect? Yeah, so th this next one we're real excited for. It's, it's a little overdue. Uh, we ran into... Maybe too much info, putting it out there to the public. We ran into a couple issues. Beer is beer. You know, and it's ready when it's ready. And sometimes it's not perfect and we don't want to put out a subpar product. And, and you'd be surprised, or maybe you wouldn't at this point. You're probably familiar with it. But the people that give you crap, to put it nicely, when you withhold beer because you don't want to put out a bad product. And it really didn't go bad, per se. The batch was still good. It's just the yeast took its time. So we had to put a little extra yeast in there. Some sour VCA really kind of kicked it off. And it turned out today, we, we just crashed it. We hit the mark that we needed. We're going to be transferring it into the Bright Tanks on Friday and adding, it's going to be four different ones. It's going to be peach rings, the candy, sour Skittles, not in the same one, four different ones. Peach rings, sour Skittles, lemon heads, 
And the fourth one is not going to be candy. It's going to be a rocket pop. So we'll have raspberry, lemon. We're adding some blueberry flavoring, sweet cherry too. So that should be interesting. So it'd be a four jam drop around the same time that this is coming out again. So we're, we're pretty excited about that. Super exciting. Yeah, I, I can remember some years ago, you had a beer with burger burger cookies in it. And <laughs> and I was blown away. You know, I was like, oh man, this sounds like a gimmick. And then I had some of the beer, I think it was Brouhaha or like Oyster Riot or one of the events at Old Ebbett Grill. And I was like, man, this beer is super solid. This is, this is not a gimmick at all. It's quality beer another quality Baltimore producer with burger cookies. And, and I was very fond of that beer. We really appreciate you being here and we salute you. You know, another Baltimore brewer that talks about uh, fermentation is the, the resurrection from Brewer's Art. That beer is, is a beer that's famous for stalling out and then, you know, crashed the yeast and came back, I don't know, a day or a week later and the yeast was still revived. And so there's a great community in Baltimore amongst brewers. So I'm going to put you on the spot here and ask you, what are some of your favorite Baltimore beers that you don't make, that you and your cousin don't make, but come from some other breweries in Baltimore or the Metro Maryland, Baltimore region? So I might be a little biased here, but some of the better beers that I've had, especially recently, is from a brewery called Monument City. And uh, the reason I'm biased with those guys is because we met originally at Peabody Heights. For a while there, we were both working out of Peabody Heights. They they separated and started their new location first. And I had just, uh, I saw uh, Ken Prey at um, a beer fest at a, a country club recently. And he had a dark Czech Pilsner, which was fantastic. I had a union beer that that same one, that was one of their sours, which was pretty nice. It was, it was much more subtle of a flavor of the fruit than I think a lot of people are doing. And what we're typically doing with the Dan Shams right now. So that was pretty nice. Recent, recent memory, those two right now, off the top of my head, I was at a beer fest with them and I was, you know, we're sharing beers and catching up. Yeah. I haven't been to Baltimore in a while. <laughs> I need to go back. I really do. Yeah. Yeah. Come on by. There's a lot of breweries popping up and like Mike touched on, we're all like working together. You know, we haven't really been able to in a while, um, but that's changing. And August 15th at Checker Spot in Baltimore, there's going to be some sort of beer fest, game beer fest, where there's going to be a big wheel race and all sorts of like Olympics of beer games, essentially. I won't be there. I'll be out of town. But my cousin, the other owner, he will be there. And there's going to be several breweries playing games against each other. I believe Max's Tap House is helping host it. They're coming out. Max's Tap House used to every year during Baltimore Beer Week, right around Oktoberfest, they would host the same kind of thing. And there would be a big wheel race with all the brewers on these little tiny kid big wheels racing around the circle on Fells Point. And I think they're just moving it to the checker spot right now. But it, that should be a pretty fun time, too. I feel like the last time I went, I was I went to Nepenthe. It was like a couple of years ago, I think. Yeah, they opened a few months after us. So they've been open about two years now. And they put out some good stuff, too. Oh, yeah. well, there you go. I probably went right when they opened. <laughs> yeah. I got to go see Volker at Brewers Art. Shout out to Volker. I love you. <laughs> long time to see. <laughs> We're, we're old school here at DC Beer. We love our tried and true Maryland breweries. So, you know, if you are brewing in Baltimore and you are under 10 years old, that's young. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, we're almost there. If you count the, the contract brewing days, we were about nine years old now. So we're, we're almost at that threshold. Yeah. So you'll be 10 years in 2022. That, that That's exciting. It's, it's just more exciting to get back to normal. And try to get some sense of what this place is. You know, we opened December of 2018. So really our first year was all of 2019. 
and it was our first year. We we ran out of marketing money because we overspent on the construction because that's what happens every time. And then we roll right into 2020. We kick it off with all time low, and we're like, "Wow, this is the coolest thing ever." And then you know what happens the rest of 2020? We don't really have a good feel for how our location is going to do on a normal basis. So we're just we're going through and feeling things out now. And not gonna lie, summer's been a little tough. You know, our neighborhood is really uh, family focused. Uh, there's not it's not like Canton or Fells Point where people are just walking around drinking all the time. It's a lot of families, so they're all on vacation right now. We're hoping to get to back back to some sort of normal where our regulars are around. And we're just kicking things back off. We're, we're, we're almost there. Well, I'm definitely going to come see you guys because I need to convince someone to go take a day trip with me to Baltimore because I don't want to go by myself. I mean, I don't care, but like, that sounds fun. You know, maybe like crash at a hotel that night drinking. Yeah, we, we got a lot of stuff coming on too. You know, the all-time low thing. And then October is really big for us. We're doing a Punk and Brews charity fest for cancer awareness. Uh, nonprofits working with us for that. So we're going to have... Not all punk music all day long, because people might get wore out by the end of that. But we're going to have live music from noon till as long as we can keep bands playing there to raise money for cancer awareness. And then the 23rd is at Here's to the Night concert. Then the 30th, we're doing something unique that we haven't done before. And ironically, it was Dan's idea. He went to a Sourfest down in Virginia a couple months back. And uh, he's the one of, of our staff that doesn't have any tattoos. But he went to this thing, and they had a tattoo roulette where you can put your name in on a wheel, and if your name gets drawn, you're getting a tattoo. But then you have to spin another wheel, and you have to get whatever that lands on. You have to get tattooed with whatever image is <laughs> So he brought that back, and he was like, this is, this is wrong, Sounds we like gotta do this. So he teamed up with L3 Creative right up the street from us in Towson, and we're gonna do an all day, basically tattoo fest. We're gonna have two tattoo artists from their shop tattooing all day long, we're gonna have body painting, and then at the end of it, we're gonna have the wheel with a tattoo roulette, and we're gonna we're gonna see what people get. Because I don't have a tattoo, <laughs> I feel like I'm gonna go there get go. a tattoo. It's gonna be so weird. <laughs> and, oh, and also, we got a couple of things. Man, I skipped over September. We're doing a 9/11 tribute because it's 20th anniversary of that. There's a charity around here called the Hope and Peace Foundation. They've built and now they just need to pay for it. A rolling living classroom memorial of 9/11 with a a lot of artifacts, if you call it artifacts, um, but also plaques memorializing the 69 Marylanders that died during 9-11 and, and the war after. So we're doing a beer with them called Never Forget. And then the next day, we're doing another collaboration with a local nonprofit called Gedco, who they help raise money for solving the homeless problem in Baltimore. That falls on the NFL kickoff on September 9th, Thursday. So we should have people there anyway, and then Gecko will be in there being able to spread their word about their charity and hopefully raise some money for them. You guys are crushing it. Yeah, I like all the charity events. I should say thank you, Nick, for taking up these charity orgs, the community organizations, you know, doing your part. Obviously, we love Baltimore. It's been a great scene for beer, for music, for tattooing, for art. We love to be aware of what's going on with our neighbors right up 95. So we really appreciate you. Thank you for taking the time with the DC Beer Pod. And, Absolutely. And we're looking forward to seeing you before yeah, too long here. Let me know when you're coming and we'll, we'll meet you there. I appreciate you having me on. It's been fun. All right. Cheers, guys. Cheers, Nick. Thank you, and Nick. cheers to full cheers. cheers. DC Beer Pod. Bye. We hope you enjoyed our interview with Nick Fertig. Before we go, Brandy, any tips, tricks, advice, or other you want to leave with our, our DC Beer listeners? Oh, brother, what a loaded question. Well, Joyhound, I, I will say I was at a friend's house 
fairly recently and had another joy house. Not the one that you had. I can't remember the name of it, and I feel like a schmuck, but it was fucking awesome. So I, I'm looking forward to having more of their beers and seeing their beers in, uh, available in the D.C. area. Yeah, I'll say this. You know, Oba's is really good. It's somewhere between like a modern hazy IPA and an old school kind of like Hellbender's Ignite or Browse Corruption or like Ghost IPA from Three Stars. It straddles the line between that 2011 and 2021 IPA. And it's really nice to see like a newer brewery come to terms with whether they want to make bitter beer or not. It's a little bitter. It's very aromatic. So yeah, shout out to Joyhound. Heck yeah. But it's approaching Oktoberfest season. And I know that we are looking forward to some fun Oktoberfest. And it's like kind of early a little bit, but I know that we are going to go out to Wheatland Springs. Shout out to Wheatland Springs. Love you guys. (laughs) On September 19th, they're having a massive Oktoberfest. I'm jazzed about it. So we're, DC Beer is going to have a fun, you know, excursion. Hashtag junket. And then the day before, on the 18th, Other Half is going to have a big Oktoberfest. And they're bringing on beers from outside of their brew house. So they're bringing in D.C. Brow and a couple of breweries from Maryland. And Wheatland Springs is going to be there. So it's going to be really fun. So guys and gals and they and them, keep your ears and eyes peeled for all the info. And look forward yeah. to all the yummy beers coming up. That's super exciting. Yeah, if you can make it and join us out in Wheatland Springs, come on out to the Farm Brewery. If you can't, if you're stuck in D.C., check us out in Ivy City. Head on over to Other Half where you'll actually get a chance to try some beers from afar. You know, it's wonderful to be at a brewery and have other breweries beer on draft there. And we love that Other Half is being inclusive of the other breweries in town. Some other breweries like Wheatland Springs from further away. And, you know, we're seeing, I saw a Bitburger beer, you know, Oktoberfest. I saw another imported Apollinar Fest beer in a grocery store last week. So we're starting to see these amber lagers and these paler, more uh, hay straw colored Fest beers around town. It's going to be a really great run up to amber lager season. (laughs) So we're looking forward to that. Oh, we can't wait. But in the meantime... You should have a Kolsch. Be like Brandy. Have have a Bar Bones Kolsch <laughs> or have, you know, some Atlas Brewworks District Common. Yeah. Oh, you at, saw you know, it. <laughs> I okay. saw that. Support your local. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I'm loving it. We've been slowly making our way uh, out and around, and it's so fun to see what beers there just happen to be at your local, you know, because I feel like craft brewers were kind of, okay, we're doing everything in packaging, no draft. Now we're going to do everything in draft. And and it's kind of like a herky jerky back and forth with what's in package. And I've just noticed that there's a lot of beer far flung that seems to be around in town right now. And, you know, check a look at at what, uh, what your local's serving and don't turn your nose up on the classics and don't forget to support local all the damn time. (laughs) And, if you haven't been vaccinated, for the love of fucking Agnost, go. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> what are you doing? Because, look, we're having to reintroduce our masks again. You know, it's, yeah. it's guys, come on. Delta's not fucking around, so don't, exactly. don't ruin. Don't, don't, don't let these memes continue with my summer plans exactly. the Delta variant. <laughs> my favorite Listen. was the, the, the run by fruiting. <laughs> From, um, 
from Mrs. Delphire. That's my favorite one. <laughs> yeah, oh, I saw that one. Right. Rest in power to Robin Williams. Well, we miss you. Yeah. Get your vaccine. Modern science has brought us that. You know, I've drank a thousand beers. Brandy has drank a thousand beers, and not one has made us sick. You know why? Science. Modern science. Weird. Not one was flat. You know why? Because science taught us about carbon dioxide. Not one gave us foodborne illness. You know why? Science. Please, please, please get vaccinated if you can, if you have not already. Says the autoimmune humans. Exactly. <laughs> please. Says those. Don't kill us. <laughs> Literally are covered under the Americans with Disabilities Act. That's not a joke. <laughs> um, please get vaxxed. And we really, really hope that once you're vaccinated, you'll come see us out in the farm or come see us in the city and we'll be able to raise a locker together. Cheers. Cheers to that. Cheers to that. And cheers Cheers to the DC beer fam. Cheers to Jacob, who's not here tonight, but even though you you. left us for the sunny (laughs) beach, we will forgive you, Mr. Berg. Yeah. All right. (laughs) All right. See you next time, guys. See you next show.